And now for something completely different. Four, three, two, one. Hi. Welcome to the future. Remember, no guts, no galaxy. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 171. We are hosts, Phil and Darren. Today is Wednesday, June 12, 2019. Like I say, welcome to everyone out there. Hopefully you're having a great day, night, morning, wherever you are in the world. I am joined by Darren, the beautiful beauty himself, the wizard of wonder, Gandalf's younger brother. How you doing, Darren? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm feeling a little bit of deja vu. I don't know what that's from, but anyway... Uh, doing great. Great to be here and excellent to have our special guest right down there. I know which way to point, by the way. I don't yeah. know why. Uh, Loken. Loken, how you doing, man? Uh, uh, I'm not doing too badly. Thank you very much indeed for having me, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Um, and and you just came from, you were streaming right up till just Yeah, now. no, I was literally just streaming and then uh, popped off because I knew I had other engagements and, uh, you know, the glorious podcast awaited and then I'll probably head back on stream after we're finished here. Wow. Honest. Yeah, it, it work never stops. Well, yeah, no and, doubt. And of course, we'll that's, that. that's yeah, we're, we're definitely going to talk about that today. But um, now you were streaming uh, Final Fantasy, what, 73 or whatever. What are we at? at Final uh, I Fantasy? think we're at 458 something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know what sucks? I feel I'm, I make fun of it because I'm on the outside. I know uh, both, let's see, Phil's over there and, and you, Loken, uh, play Final Fantasy. I haven't played a single one. And what are we at? Literally, is it 14? What are uh, we well, at? Um, 15, I think, right now. 15? Yeah, 15 is the latest. Yeah, and you're not missing out on some, I should point out. Well, I know, like... but everybody's got their favorite, right? I mean, Phil, you yes. have your favorite. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I can't on. relate to any Final Fantasy stories ever. Well, okay, so and every story is different between all the games. Like, uh, there's sure. only a handful. They share a... Would you, would you agree, Loken? They share a... They have a certain themes. common lineage. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's always crystal yeah. somewhere. There's always a warrior of light somewhere. Yeah. And there's always a guy called Sid somewhere. And, <laughs> and yeah, Sid. And of course, like earth and mana. And, uh, you know, you've got this earth is like a living, breathing sort of entity. And got, it, it, there's always things like that. And there's always good, evil. And anyways, are there yes. mechs? Yeah, actually. actually. Yeah, there are. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I thought you were going to say no. I thought that was an easy win for me. Anyway, um, yeah, we are joined today by Loken from Loken Plays. Now, I noticed you have your, I know you changed your, your account name maybe on something recently, months back. I don't know. But your, your Loken Plays on everything. Twitch.tv Loken Plays, Twitter.com mm -hmm. uh, Loken Plays, Instagram.com Loken Plays. And of course, you yep. have your own website, LokenPlays.com. Man, that's Indeed. nice. I'm so yeah. jealous. I know it took a while, but I got there in the end. <laughs> yeah, branding. What, what oh, branding one hundred and one. Loken plays Twitch originally. Yes. Oh yeah, right? uh, originally yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. You know who also did that recently? He's in chat. Bear Duel. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, fine tuning, man. fine tuning your uh, brand, your social man. media. Yeah, yeah I mean, your yes. brand. Yeah, so I mean, important. it's really important. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. So. Uh, obviously, for everyone out there, we've got Loken on here. Um, it, he was one of the first ones I wanted to have on. Um, we're going to reach out to Bear Duel, so make sure you're ready, Bear Duel. Run all notes, whatever you need to do. Get yourself ready. Um, <laughs> Get yourself ready, boy. But it, it, this is something that I've wanted to do for a while. Me and Darren went back and forth on what kind of format we wanted. And we wanted you on first, Loken, and... Well, I'm the guinea pig. Yeah, we want to profile well, yeah. you. Basically, yeah. <laughs> that's what these po podcasts are. We're going to be profiling uh, all the streamers we know yeah. and content creators. And, and the, the reason why we felt this was important is uh, 
other content creators in the community, but also streamers, you know, we're going to talk about a wide variety of things, um, you know, and just sort of pick, pick your brain because, you know, uh, being streamers, we talk about it every single day during chat and we'll ask questions. I literally had someone earlier asking about stream questions. And so to, to be able to reach out to other streamers in the, in the community and be able to ask them directly as well. Looking forward to this conversation. I think it's good. And Sounds good to me. Thank you for being here. And of course, Absolutely. Uh, thank you for everybody pleasure. else for it's, it's nice to do a live podcast again. Um, so thank you all for being here and hanging out. Hopefully, uh, it is everything that you're expecting. Logan, have you ever heard of an elevator pitch? Uh, I can't I have, no. Okay. So there's a, a term called an elevator pitch where let's say you get on an elevator with somebody that you want to pitch something to, whether it be a story, a movie, a game or anything. Ah, right. Um, I'm with you. You know, a, a quick pitch of who you are. Can you give us the Loken plays, uh, elevator pitch? Let us know who you are. Sure. Just kind of sum it up. What are you about? Etc. Okay, so my name is Logan Place. I create content on Twitch seven days a week. The uh, theme of my stream is sort of I am a theme streamer who, uh, well, we're aboard a starship and we go around the universe and we get bored in those long journeys. So we play video games for the rest of the crew. Um, I focus a, on a variety of content and really do have an emphasis on community engagement and making sure that the show and the interaction is the crucial key part of my content. That is awesome, and that was perfect. Thank you for uh, starting us off with a shining example of how to make an elevator pitch. Um, so that's cool. I love the idea that you're flying around in a spaceship and playing video games with your crew. That's Basically, awesome. yeah, for all intents and purposes. I, I love and of course, the, the sword. Yeah, I love the theme. Yeah, I mean, the, that's, yeah, that's, that, that's that something evolved. you've always had. Yeah, it's, it's not something you always had, actually. It's, uh, it's evolved uh, naturally over time. Um, we were very generic when we first started the broadcast. It was very much a... The the character of the stream has developed organically, you know. So yeah, okay. But, so is is streaming where you got started in what you would call uh, Loken plays or Loconia so, or all that? Is that where it got started? So yeah. So for me personally, um, my start in content creation, we'll we'll use that as the overarching term, um, was with streaming. So I was at around 2014. I found a platform called Twitch. And I ended up watching some some casters, and I sort of I was at the time thinking about doing some YouTube, and I I saw this this guy called Co Carnage, who was an amazing yep. broadcaster, you know, fantastic entity on Twitch and a real powerhouse now. And I watched him; he was he only had like a hundred viewers at that point. And I saw this this ability to have live interactivity with an audience of people, and that power really was quite intoxicating. So I thought to myself, well, it's a newer platform. You know, let's let's give it a shot. So for me, yeah, I came from literally nothing. If I'm honest, I didn't have any prior experience in this industry, and uh, it's been an interesting four years since then. Um, but uh, yeah, that's where I got my start. Basically, I just started from nothing and just thought, you know, one day I'll throw the live button on, and haven't stopped since really. But let me let me ask you there: Is there a why to that? Like, because like there yeah, are a lot there... of people that you know, like fuck that, I don't want to be on camera, like, or I don't yeah. want anybody to hear my voice like I hate my voice when I you know sort of thing like what was there a drive behind like so that interaction was, yeah there was definitely a drive for it for sure um so at that particular point in in person in my personal life I was um I was I just sort of come off what was a quite a low point in my life uh so we'd had suffered from our family had suffered quite badly from bankruptcy we'd had a very 
we'd been upended and uprooted from our original lives, I'd lost all my friends and everything, and I was sort of a, in a limbo state. And I saw streaming as a way of which I could be sociable without being sociable, without putting myself in a position where I felt vulnerable at that point. It's, 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 it, was a, it was as much of a therapy as anything else to me. And I thought, well, what have I got to lose? You know, I'm sitting here doing nothing. At least this gives me something to do. How long know? ago was that? That was about uh, four years ago. So, you know, since then, I've uh, gone through some pretty aggressive therapy and, you know, got through a lot of depression and ang social anxieties as well. The, I honestly have to be honest with you, the, the culmination of that achievement was going to Metcon last year and enjoying it and having a good time. And uh, that because the year before I was terrified. You know, I have been terrified with crowds of people, but I, I felt comfortable enough to be relaxed. And I don't know, it's just, it's, it's really helped me along the way, streaming, having that as a goal and an ambition and something to focus my time on. That's really cool, man. Um, to get into the positive uh, side of that, not to, I mean, obviously the struggle makes us, informs who we become as people and, um, you know, thank you for sharing that. Uh, that's a problem. And, and that's an interesting, um, you know, path into streaming. Where did the idea, the name Loken come from, Loconia, all that? How did, when you decided, okay, this is something I want to do to try and maybe tackle some of my, um, my fears or, or uh, you know, deal with what's going on in my life. How do you th go from that idea to Loken plays and Loconia and, and streaming games? So honestly, the the path is it's an interesting one because it's not it's it wasn't linear by any stretch of the imagination. It's not like I came into it and thought to myself, I have exact branding and this is exactly how I want to go about business. And some some people you see on Twitch who start up, they know exactly what they're doing. They know who they are, what they're doing. You know, they have an established kind of idea of what they want to be, and they become well. Some of them become powerhouses on on the platform. For me, it was a case of well, Loken was a as an as an alias I've had for many many years prior to this for gaming on you know the Xbox 360 and. All that business now is local and I'm you know, fragging people on Halo 3 and such. So, you know, for me, for me, it was just sort of a natural, you know, I, I already responded to it as a name. So I thought, well, I might as well use it. And, well, I needed a prefix for it being the end, the, the, the content creator. So Loken Plays was the was a culmination of that, really. You know, I thought to myself, well, people on Twitch have such crazy names anyway, like, you know, Co-Carnage and Bike Mad and you know, things like that. And so I just thought, well, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll roll the dice on that. But with regards to the the rest of how the theme came to be, that's just been organic. You know, yeah. it really has been organic. It started from very, very generic kind of just a, a dude sitting in a hoodie playing some video games with a crappy microphone and a crappy camera. And it's sort of over time, you know, it's sort of, well, I needed some sort of entity to kind of make people feel more like they were a part of something. So, you know, the Knights of Loconia sort of became the subscription club, if you want to I mean the sub club, you know, um... And it just sort of all culminated from there, really. You know, it's so funny. It it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, um, of, I was mentioning this earlier. Of, if you're a new streamer. You don't have to have all the answers, and you oh, no, won't have. Like you're 100 right. I mean, same thing as far as like uh, your evolution of your channel, right? As you've grown, as you've solidified things, uh, even your equipment and stuff like that. You're gonna start off. Um, you know. I just upgraded this mic. I actually yeah. asked you. I mean, I had a blue Yeti, a hundred dollar, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, hundred dollar, ninety dollar, whatever I paid for my Yeti for six years, and um, 
I just upgraded. Same thing. So like, uh, I definitely encourage people if you're listening, you know, Loken's story is a hundred percent. Like you don't have to have any answer and you'll refine things and you'll adopt things. And one of the things that I've done because of you is really pay attention the aesthetic and overlays and sort of how everything blends in the theme of it, if you will. Like that's one thing I noticed right off the bat when you came into the MWO streaming community was I was like, where the fuck did this guy come from? Like, it, it, <laughs> like everything looks super nice. Everything's on point. He's got it like across the board. And that's one thing I will say, whether you know it or realize it or not, you're, you're, I would say the, uh, you got your shit together. Yeah, the professional <laughs> ask, you know, professional look of your stream and how you how you go about it. It just it it it's, your presentation is yeah your present everything it, and it forces me to sort of go like okay well you know I need to can I do anything better Phil. yeah I mean wow. and, and that happens quite a bit and I guess that's what I'm saying is like out there if you, if you're a newer streamer too always look to other streamers that you know. And it's not oh, stealing. Yeah, sure. It's inspiration. Exactly. It's not stealing at all. Like, I mean, did you, you got ideas from Co? I'm assuming. Oh, absolutely. In, in yeah. No, I, I, I always, I, I have a plethora of people I follow, some of which I enjoy the content, some of which I don't enjoy the content, per se. But, but I really like what they do with how they present yeah. their content. And so yeah, I will yeah. go to them and look at what the big boys are doing, whether they're, you know, the, the top of the game guy's doing, and try and take, distill some ideas down into my own content to improve my stuff. You know, and speaking so, of, yeah, yeah go, go, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I was just, you know, just going to say that's that's basically the way I've I've done it thus far, you know, and I've continued to yep. do it. So, well, uh, keep doing it because you're you're definitely doing it right, and and I I can mirror Phil as far as when I uh, saw you come into the community, I could obviously tell you had your production side down and um, knew what you were doing, and that's you know nice to see. Um, it's nice to think you knew. Uh, it's nice to know that people thought I knew what I was doing because God knows. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all that matters is perception. So, oh, absolutely. You know, internally, yeah. if you don't, that's okay. Um, but speaking of Co, because uh, actually, I saw you know there's some there's some Twitch drama going on right now, and I thought I'd just interject <laughs> this for fun. Um, did you guys see his comments on the big uh, Doctor Disrespect oh, uh, yes. issue yesterday? Yep. I did not see his comment. So, I've seen his comments, but I've seen the comments that have been coming out. Mm -hmm. So, for those that don't know, Doctor Disrespect, I don't know what he get a 24 hour ban. Something like that one day. Oh, yeah. have to, have to, has he come back onto the platform again? I haven't seen him today, but uh, what I do know is that he got banned for uh, filming inside men's bathrooms at um, like at yeah, E3. That's, yeah. That's what are like, no shit. That? Like, what do you think? Like, come on. It's against like, the fucking law. So, one. <laughs> well, he yeah. was, he was blows my mind. It's like, like how smart and intelligent. It's like, if it had just been him in a bathroom by himself, I think that would have been fine. But what the thing thinking? is, is that... Well, I don't from, even from, know if that'd be fine. It might still be... I don't know. I mean, for me personally, the, my, my, my opinion on this is, is an absolute, complete breach of TOS. Yeah. And it is also a... It's against the law. This is against a lot of people's privacy rights. And yes. oh, they know, they television... Totally, I was watching it live. They were literally filming people taking a piss and yeah. go, coming out of the stalls. And yep. I'm just like, oh my God, one of these well, people yeah. are just going to come up and hit you. So... Okay, obviously, I don't want to get derailed on that, but yes, uh, you know, Co. Well, the yeah. No, go ahead. Well, the reason I brought up Co. is because he was addressing it like I thought it should be addressed, which is Co.'s always been very professional. Yeah. Um, and I feel mature. And so his thought was uh, number one, duh. Um, <laughs> you know, it, the, just the laws behind it. Mm -hmm. um, but number two, 
um, the band, he almost felt like disrespect doesn't care. It's just 24 hours. It kind of gives him a break from streaming yeah. and he's back on and nothing matters. So he was calling for basically um, bigger bands or more meaningful, um, you know, punishments. There needs, or to be, there needs to be something in the, because the, yeah. the, the, the fact of the matter is as, as a, I try to state this as professionally as possible. So I keep an eye and keep up to date with the various Twitch controversies, dramas, things that are going out and how they affect the platform as a whole. Because what they do with the bigger broadcasters will give you an insight into how the platform as a whole deals with these situations. Mm -hmm. And it, it sets a precedent for the future. And as far as I can see, right now, Twitch is far, far too lenient on large-scale uh, large casters who are the big dollar um, broadcasters when it comes to them flagrantly breaching terms of service. And it doesn't set a particularly good precedent for the rest of the platform. You know, and it looks bad than the rest of us as professionals on the stream platform, Twitch, that, you know, a, a member of our, uh, you know, maybe, okay, a couple of steps removed, but a member of our community of broadcasters has gone and literally, you know, cr literally broken laws and gets a 24-hour ban. And if anything, the amount of controversy that's been generated would probably give him more attention than he had to begin with. Speaking yeah. of which, let's move on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to get your take on it. No, it's fine. There you go. You've got it. Well, we I mean, go. it goes to, um, I guess, you know, what you say live can and will be used against you at any point. I mm -hmm. mean, and you do have to be very aware of what you say and how you say it because, of course, yeah. everything's out there. Oh, yeah. Um, it's all live and it's uncut, so you got one take. Have you have you ever ran into, I guess, differences because you know you're from the UK? Uh, has, has there ever been something where you were taken back, like someone maybe got offended by something you said oh, yeah. that was like normal, like you yeah, know? a lot of times. At times, my dry, I'm, I can be quite dry and sarcastic, you know, blackadder levels of sarcasm at times. And um, if a person isn't perhaps aware of that being a humor form, then I've had multiple people go, you know, well, this was just, you know, the X, Y, and Z. I've had messages galore. People selling, you know, telling me that I've, that I've said, you know, things that were hurtful. And I've had to, on more than one occasion, write a, a, a sort of a, an apology on this saying that was not the intention. I am a UK-based broadcaster. And as a result, even though, and I do have actually toned it, toned it down quite a lot, uh, more recently to try and make sure this, these don't, things don't happen, um, especially as I stream EST, so I stream for the American audience more than anything else, um, that I didn't mean anything by it, and it's not a, not a you know, something I intended to be hurtful or anything. I was just sort of, for us, it's quote-unquote banter, you know? And, um, yeah, no, it's happened to me more than once. You're like, that's what we call cigarettes out here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, We've been doing this, Phil and I have been doing this for like nine years, whatever. And, and definitely, I think early on, we learned our lesson on certain things that, you know, you, we, we never do this setting out with the intention to offend people and hurt people. And, and no, I think no. you kind of, you got to, that's part of becoming a professional broadcaster, Twitch streamer, whatever, is learning, um, you know, what your own comfort zone is and, and, and so forth. I mean, there's some people that do set out to offend, whatever, different, different strokes. Well, I mean, there's been times, uh, Darren, I... I remember it's probably been about four years now uh like you know where we had someone reach out to us like hey no you probably didn't mean this but yeah. just to let you know you know that word offends me you know like hey uh when you were talking about you know and use this term you know and it was one of those things where like i've learned like oh, okay i didn't realize that 
an issue, um, but okay, hey, cool, that's out of our vocabulary, and we're and again, it goes back to like the professionalism. You want to make sure everyone's comfortable when they come to your channel. And Absolutely. That, but yeah. speaking of the professionalism, that again is something that uh, I've always felt you've always had. That's not something that in the time we've known you, I don't feel like you, it's something you've learned. Mm. You came to the table, you came to the community with that professionalism. Um, but back to the topic of you. Um, are back you? <laughs> yes, back to you. Uh, are you streaming full time? Is this uh, your? This is what you do, or do you so, have other things going on? For me personally, this is so I stream with the intention of being full time. So, by, what I mean by that is, although at the present moment in time, the amount of revenue generated from the cast isn't enough to what I call be a full time career option right now. It's something I'd love to do, and it's something I do. In I do stream seven days a week, so I do stream every day for at least around about four to six hours, give or take. Um, but on the side of that, I am doing a master's degree right now as well. So for me, it was really important to have something I absolutely adored and loved, but also have a sort of quote unquote contingency plan because the industry is really volatile and you have no idea where you're going to end up. So maybe it won't work out. Maybe it might not, you know, go the plan that you had, you know, and so having a degree, I mean, I have my undergraduate degree now and doing a, a master's means that, you know, maybe I've, after a couple of years, okay, fine, it's not working out. I can go and get a job and in the industry and be good. You know, so I, it was about making sure I have a plan B. You know, that's that's pretty awesome to hear. Most people don't have the plan B. I know a lot of people that are trying to become full time streamers, um, it, but uh, don't have that plan B. What do you mind? Do you do you share what your? Uh -oh. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> was that me or no 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 it's okay zoom or it's we have pro <laughs> with them we pay every single month and it's like hey your free thing it's like it's not free just apologize. <laughs> <laughs> this is the excitement of live this is this is a stream baby this is how, if it's not blown up you're not doing it right <laughs> i don't understand how that's even we pay for this live from north carolina washington and england it's the Wednesday night show. Anyway, what was I? What was I asking? Um, You're about to. Would you mind sharing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I know where I'm at. Once we get video back. Hi everyone. How you doing? <laughs> okay, you know that. Well, while you're doing that, I'll just go ahead and jump into the questions so that uh, we're not waiting. Yeah. Um, sure. Do you share what you're studying? Do you share what your major is or what degree you're going after? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's not a secret at all. Um, I'm a games art design student. So basically the artistic side of art, well, games production, effectively, that's what I that's what I do on a regular basis. So when I'm not so when I'm not studying, I'm uh, working on that. So um, I got my undergraduate degree lend of last year um so and then i moved into doing a two-year master's course uh this year basically that's uh, awesome man invites yeah i, I felt it also kind of kind of helped uh the whole side of what i'm doing anyway because it's it's relevant you know knowing and understanding how games are created can really actually um help influence and inform your uh commentary because i critique stuff as well as anything else so if you know how it's made or at least i have an insight it's can you kind of kind of help? Also, wow, I dig that new uh, cheer and tip thing. That thing's legit. You've got uh... look at that overlay. It's so sweet. <laughs> I love it. Sorry, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for production value. No problem. Uh, Logan, I sent you on Discord. 
Oh, oh sweet. Sorry, I'm, so, I'll, I'll, I'll quit gushing over your, your production value. <laughs> <laughs> we can gush all over each other. So now, how much longer do you have to, uh, to get your degree? Uh, so I've, I've got about a year. So basically, it's my first year is completed. I have a second year to do, and then that's done, basically. Now, are those kinds of schools in England um, as, uh, let's see, what's the word I want to use for this? Are they profit-driven, like the trade schools out here? <laughs> like, basically, mm. if you go to one of those types of, I, and I'm, I don't know if you're going to a trade school, if you're going to a, a university, whatever. No, it's, it's okay. Um, out here, the, those types of trade schools, a lot of them are, ju when you're done, you just have a huge, um, you know, student debt. Yeah, so unfortunately what happened was an arc I am going to a full bore university, so it's a mm -hmm. it's the it actually comes under the art school of that university. They recognize Very it as an cool. art form, so which is which is nice because you've got all the facilities of, you know, classic arts and all the rest of that business. You can it's great for concepting if you want you know, if you want to go and paint a picture you can type of thing. But mm -hmm. um for us what happened was a couple of years ago they changed the way the fee structure worked here in the UK. It was a big deal, everyone was really angry about it. And um, it changed to a point where they boosted uh, the per yearly fees from two thousand pounds to nine thousand pounds um, per year. That's a huge. And uh, change. It's a massive, massive increase. And yeah. then, so yeah, basically, the, the the only thing I can say which is good is that they do not start charging you for those repayments because you do take out a student loan until you're earning, I think, a living salary of £25,000 or more. So basically, they wait until you've got yourself into a job before they'll start charging you for it, which is, Boy. you know, it's, 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 at least it takes the sting out of it a little, but a little bit. It, it's not great, you know, it's not, yeah. it's, not, it's not amazing. Yeah, yeah, well, it's better than what we got out here. Um, so have you always been interested in video games? Like, what's your earliest memory of video games? What got you interested enough to want to go to school, to, to stream them? What... Uh, yeah, what, what captured your interest well, in the honestly, video games? Honestly, yeah, video games have always been a passion for me. Uh, it started later than I think other, uh, other kids out there. Um, you know, for me personally, it was a case of I got one year at Christmas, I was gifted this little tiny sort of baby blue device thing called Game Boy Color. And I was like, this is, this is like an arcade machine, but you can play it in your hands. I was like, cool. What the hell is that? <laughs> you know, and, and, and oh, here you go. Here's a copy of Pokemon Blue version. And yeah, addiction started and I didn't stop after that, basically. You know, that was my earliest memory. So then I had like a, you know, PS1, Nintendo 64, that kind of thing, you know, El Cartridge era stuff. And well, end of Cartridge era and beginning of sort of, you know, CD era of things. But no, it's always been a huge thing for me because I'm a, I, and it plays into what I do at university. I like imagining things. I, like, I have a creative mind. And so being able to immerse myself in worlds and in locations that can't exist and not only watch them on sort of television or read about them in books, but actually interact with them is hugely powerful to me. And it's a real, it's a, it's a, it's a very alluring sort of prospect. So I, it's, it's something that's always been, I've been passionate about basically ever since. You know, it's funny. Um, growing up playing video games. I mean, Darren, might have been the same thing for you, like in, in like arcades, I know, where you'd be playing and you'd have buddies watching. Like, I remember playing GoldenEye and all those games where... Oh, GoldenEye, oh, yeah. Legend. Right? So, like, <laughs> you always had like three or four people around you at least watching. Yeah, and, and so I feel like that's another thing with like uh, streaming, especially if it... 
like if you're like playing MWO, you know, you're playing a PvP game, but like sometimes with like story and quests, stuff like that, again, it's almost like just watching your 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 buddy or brother or sister or whatever just sort of play. Um, it definitely has that. There's it something has an aspect of that for sure. Right. I mean, there's and there's something. That's why it's funny. Is like anybody's like, um, I've talked to. Um, why would you watch someone play video games? And I'm like, hold on, you you watch the NFL all the time in hockey. Like it's you know it's the exact you know like that's the result. Usually when I tell older people, uh, you know that you know there's these uh, people out there that can get fifty thousand, hundred thousand plus people watching them stream video games. They just it boggles their mind. Just but it's really it's just an extension of when we were kids in arcades, for me, when I was a kid in an arcade, you always had a group of people behind you watching you play, and then, you know, you put your quarters up on the thing, and the next person goes, and then you're watching, and it's just an extension of what we've already been doing for decades, uh, but obviously we're able to reach a much broader audience. And Basically, then there's some, yeah. something to be said about, like, watching someone who's really good at it. Mm. It's like, what, yeah. like watching Shroud oh, yeah. play. Like, I'm just like, mm -hmm. oh, oh, yeah. so that's what it's like to be on top of the world and just wreck face. And, you know, like, I remember we're tuning in one time because um, I, I watched Twitch on our, our TV in the family room. And um, my wife was like, so who are you watching? I was like, oh, I'm watching Shroud. You know, he wrecks face. And she literally said, <laughs> oh, sort of like what he's doing right now. I'm like, yeah, that's that's. Um, yeah. But there's something um, just really enjoyable about sharing that experience and story with others. I don't know, the pro just... player, watching a professional player work is really it's like it's like watching a professional sportsman play or a professional artisan do their job you know it's always really interesting watching them even if you don't quite get what's going on you know or you don't know all yeah. the plays or whatever it's it's just something quite amazing watching someone who's a master at what they do and then you know being uh on, being with a group i don't know playing games by yourself i guess isn't as enjoyable anymore like some i think there's a, a case in point for that like I'm sure you probably play games offline just by yourself. For the most part, I, I generally stream, you know, and, and so yeah. it's just that connection level. And um, I don't know, I I just, I really it's a social it. activity. So it is a social activity, yeah. You, you mentioned the Game Boy. Um, mm -hmm. I know you're a Final Fantasy uh, fan. Um, sort of. <laughs> sort of. What Some was of your, were any of those, what was your favorite game? Like, what was the, ver what was it when you sat down and you're like, well, all you me, thought well, about was that game. Like, what was the very first game that you just were like that you got addicted to? You, you wanted like, to get home. You, you yes. fuck homework. You just mom Honestly, one more match um, before you know bed. Mm -hmm. Honestly, for me, it was Halo. For me, really? that was Halo. Yeah, that was that was when. It, so I was sort of in like into games, but not into games until I got a little older from getting the sort of the Game Boy stuff. So, you know, I kind of like played it casually with my friends, but my parents are fairly strict. So, you know, it was kind of like, it was very, very heavily moderated. Then as I got older, it got a little more lax. And I just, I don't know, I got into it. And then Halo for me was like the thing. Like the first you one? Know? Yeah, um, not the first one though, actually. For me, I actually got into it at um, Halo 2, Halo 3. For me, that was that was where it was at. Because Halo uh, Halo 1 came out in 2003, and I, was a I didn't have an, an original Xbox, an Xbox 360. Um, so... Yeah, but when that came out, I that was my first that was my first time I've really played a game where I was enthralled by its universe. I was drawn into this lore and I was desperate to learn more about it from the story 
you know, this 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 freaking giant, you know, badass power armor dude in green armor, you know, stomping around the place, kicking the art Covenant's ass. And then, you know, after that, I then realized there was a multiplayer section to this. And I was like, well, okay, what's this then? Oh, my God, I can go up against people. And I started to get me into multiplayer um, shooters. So, so that, that for me was my first real addiction. That game was pretty revolutionary. I, I remember when it went live. And that was also sort of a tumultuous period for... PCs because mm. you had this mixture of it was going from like 2D to 3D and the horsepower there just wasn't and then here comes this console that and Halo it just it looked stunning like yeah and the story was something we hadn't really seen before the visuals the emotional connection you had with the Cortana and then Master Chief and just how excited are you for the upcoming the show right well no the title that a new one but There's then all also kinds of new content they're redoing all of them and releasing them on pc so i i i there's it's 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 hmm, what's the right word i'm looking for here <laughs> hyped is an understatement there are lots of amazing games i'm really looking forward to coming up you know cyberpunk 2077 for example the remake of final fantasy 7 that's coming up soon you know uh, and also the halo chief uh, halo master chief collection that they're bringing all of the xbox centric games to pc yeah. which is where i feel they belong you know i feel they were always supposed to be on the pc and finally they're coming to a platform where they you know will look the best they'll play at 60 fps they'll be able to you know, change the FOV and things, and all of those things that matter to PC-centric gamers, but also just in general for what I think is the more most authentic experience. But also, I mean, I was I was doing the the uh, the restreams at the of the press conferences for E3 just a couple of days ago, and when I saw the Halo Infinite trailer, and I I literally flipped my shit. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh my god, this this is it, this is gonna be a thing, and uh, it was it was great. So there's a lot of really good stuff to be excited about right now. You know, it's a lot of really exciting stuff coming down the pipeline for a lot of games, actually. I would have never... Uh... Hmm, Halo. Never guessed right. Halo? Well, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, Is it a show or a movie? How, how, old, how old are you, Loken? Uh, 26. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I, and I'm, I'm just thinking about the time frame when, you know, when that game came out, you would have yeah. been a lot younger. Well, for me, it was like, you know, my, my, the games I remember most clearly were, for example, you know, Halo, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, you know, the, 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 the first, second games. I spent hours on those, on the, on the multiplayers, you know. Um, first Mass Effect, for example, for me from Bioware, that was my first Bioware RPG. Um, Oblivion from, you know, Bethesda and then Skyrim as well. Those are all, these are all like the games for me that were like these milestones, you know, that, that just sort of came out and I was like, whoa, blown away type thing. 26 you guys are both baby face you know you're always gonna look uh younger than you really I are i, I didn't feel realize like... <laughs> i didn't realize he was 26 though i was like hold I on i know well, that's what i'm saying like i thought he was younger i feel like me next to, you know in the stream over here next to you guys it's like don't do drugs because i was like, him. That's like the, that's the before and after i was in a I, when i was in afghanistan he was like he's still in middle school mm -hmm. like even earlier so, than that yeah so um now do you do any other i didn't see a youtube channel is this I the do, only I, so i do have a youtube channel but i've been extremely neglectful of it and i should okay. uh, it's actually one of my plans this year to sort of revamp <clears throat> it and yeah. launch it again yes because somebody has been on me on that one and i do <laughs> agree with them 
as as uh, as they as they know. So uh, yeah, it's one of the things I want to do is uh, revamp. So important. It so is. Important. No, you're you're right. It is important. It is, um, because it's another source of getting the eyes on all the content you create. You know. Yes. And it's also a very nice way of archiving videos. So if you do start that, uh, people can. They'll be able to see that if they just go to locumplace.com, right? You'll put it up there as yeah, well. Yeah, so my so my website will have a link to my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is literally um, four slash locumplace. Everything is branded the same way. So you just type locumplace so and you're All right. good to rock. <laughs> um, so, but streaming is your main content that you're creating. Yeah, so I think irrespective of whether or not I start the YouTube channel, my core focus would probably be on streaming. Just because I, I enjoy the platform and the the ability to, like I said, you know, communicate and converse with the community in real time you know that is that will never get old for me so so that's, is sorry to interrupt no go on that's why I want well to. that the, the the ability to uh share that time and communicate with your your audience and and your your fans and so forth um is that the best thing about streaming i was just gonna that was my question is what's the best oh, thing about yeah. streaming there's pros and cons obviously there um, are a lot of pros and cons yeah i mean the, is that your, the, the best thing though yeah, so streaming is an interesting conundrum because it's a, the highs are extremely high and the lows are very low, you know, and you are a one-man band, effectively. You are on your own for the most part and your choices are your choices and you hope to God that you get it right and you've in, in, enticed enough community, you know, new community members to join you uh, on your endeavors. But um, no, streaming is, can be exceptionally rewarding when you've got an active chat and you've got people who are chatting to you and you, you know, you've, you've, you've actually formed relationship with, with, you know, some of your community members and, you know, you know how their day has been, you know, or you, you ask them, you know, oh, so how did the, I mean, the job interview go, for example, and you feel genuine, like, yeah, you know, you got that nailed it, badass, you know, you, it's not just, you know, your X, Y, or Z, you know, username, you are a person that I know. Now, I don't know if that can be maintained in a larger cast, but at least right now on my particular size, I have the luxury of forming an intimate connection with hopefully uh, many of the people who come and watch my content. Uh, so that definitely is one of the highlights for streaming and also generosity. People can be extremely generous um, with their time and their comments and also um, in some instances helping you achieve goals. You know, um, such shameless plug, but we just, you know, did a St. Jude charity stream not too long ago and we raised about $600, $700 for charity, which was amazing. You know, I, I didn't expect to even get close to that. You know, and also when we did the autumns and stuff together, you know, again, they we came together as a community and we raised, you know, over five Gs for autism awareness. It was it was an amazing achievement. So that is extremely rewarding. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, you, you know, it's it's funny. I mean, you've talked about it offline, um, Luke, and about the lows as well. And it's something that mm. that I, I feel like a lot of people. <coughs> it's not a talked about subject as well. I think that goes yeah, hand a shame. in hand. I mean, because how Twitch is set up is is Twitch very is one sided, a, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a very very aggressive platform. It's very one sided. It's very much geared toward showcasing the the highest numbered person in a particular category. So, say for example, you look at you know Fortnite, you see the first person there might be Ninja. You know, so I'm, I'm just using that as a very generic example. But the point is, is that it can mean that a lot of amazing talent and people who are genuinely good at what they do get squashed underneath a lot of other people and it can be very demoralizing yeah and so it's it's a tough industry to break into i've i've dealt with a lot of uh i've worked in entertainment since i was in my late teens and and that tends to be anytime you get a job where people can view it maybe as an easy job or um you know not a typical 
nine to five or whatever, uh, more entertainment biz based people. It tends to become one of those things like being a rock star. Everybody wants to do it. Um, and everybody's yeah. trying. And so you get like the, the market is inundated or whatever. What do you have any ideas, solutions for somebody goes to Twitch, they click on Fortnite. How do you bring up some of those better streamers that have low numbers because nobody knows about them as compared to some streamers that have lower numbers that maybe there's a reason they have them, you know, you know, lower numbers. How do you, how do you get it's, that? It's a complicated conundrum because generally speaking, Twitch is not particularly well geared towards showcasing new talent or up and coming talent. And it's a shame actually, because it's, it's a technological standpoint, which could be t sorted out. And I think they're taking steps to make that a reality. But right now, really, the fundamental is you go onto a platform and you on to the platform, and if you're a new guy, you'll just click on whatever game you're interested in. And likelihood is you look at maybe the first five, ten people in that ten, row yeah. when you're scrolling, and that's about what you're going to give them because you'll probably find someone you like at that point within that sort of pool. And so the there may be hundred other people underneath you aren't going to get a chance. Now, one thing I do know, which is quite good, is that you can browse by category of games. So, for example, you 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 like MechWarrior Online, for example. You know, let's use that one. You know, you can, you can follow that category on Twitch and then it will showcase a smaller profile of people who are, are basically streaming content or in the recommended section of your personal profile. Once you've spent a little time on the platform, it'll showcase, well, this guy makes content on this game which you followed. You might want to check him out type thing. So they're starting to get better. But at the moment, it's still a case of if you really want to try and find someone new, you've got to take the, the, the initiative as an individual viewer and find them, really, yeah. you know? Yeah, and at and least they, at least from that standpoint. And yeah, you're right. They have been taking steps because one of the things we've talked about is the problem is when let's actually reverse this. What works really well? YouTube. You go to YouTube. Um, mm. you, let's just say you search for whatever Final Fantasy VII remake. Boom! You type it in. It's it's gonna list out videos as far as relevance to you. Okay. Yeah, hey, I'm is. gonna click this video. I'm gonna watch it, and on the right side, it's gonna say you may also like. And exactly. Super many, powerful. Yeah. And how many times do you go down a rabbit's hole and mm -hmm. you've been watching YouTube for like an hour and a half? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and exactly. And it, that's, the that's the thing, though. It's yeah. so powerful. I mean, Google has invested so many millions of dollars in these amazingly complicated algorithms to allow this uh, this flow of content to allow viewers who have you know they'll do they'll use so many different in things so you get similar styles of content as well if you're into more jokey people who have made final fantasy 7 content they'll have that for you and it's it's a crazy algorithm that i don't even i don't even know how it works but <laughs> and i <laughs> and exists. i think but it's not just the algorithm i think it's how it's presented like if you go to yeah. twitch i just went to twitch and so i'm looking at mwo and on the left i can see all the channels i followed and then right underneath that it says recommended channels so that's newer and that's good yeah. And so, like, uh, people that may know you or watch MWO, they may pop up there. And so, okay, cool. But the thing is, like, when I look at YouTube and I look at Twitch as far as the layout, mm. they're, I, think they'll, I think they'll get there. The problem is, they will. from a Twitch perspective, it's a business, right? And so they're looking at all those people when someone, let's just say, in this case, uh, a, a big streamer, they have 50,000 people watching them. One, Amazon's making money every single time an ad plays. And the more people, yeah. the, the more money, subscriptions like that too. And so it's just one of those where I think there's a bit of luck too, but as a streamer, you need to be very aware of 
what games you stream. And I should say, Absolutely. if you're a streamer looking to grow and be not just be a casual just streamer, if you're looking at it as from a, like a business sense of, hey, I would like to do this maybe one day as a full-time thing, this be my career, you have to be very aware. Case in point, if I'm gonna be streaming Apex Legends, I'm not gonna grow. Now, some people would be like, well, you could, no, uh, you're not. I'm literally one of thousands of people streaming. No one's ever gonna find you. No one's gonna yep. hit that follow button. You need to be aware of what games and Absolutely. And you don't necessarily have to like that. You don't have to like that. That's the way it is. But if you're well, not aware of it, you're It's doing... important. I, think the, I want to make a point on that one, actually. And it's important to enjoy what you're doing on the platform. So, you know, don't stream just because it's going to give you growth or whatever. But conversely as well, it's about also you need to make sure that a lot of instances when you stream games content, if you're doing it in a professional manner, not just for like fun, just just literally just for fun, then you're going to have to remember you're, uh, it's a more about the show. It's more about the presentation of the content itself rather than the actual game. So, you know, it's not necessarily you're going to absolutely adore every day. Sometimes you will have days you just like the, you know, you don't want to go live or whatever. But it's, you know, it's that is something that needs to be said, you know. It's very, very important to know where you're at Yep. have you know know which sort of game you want to play and understand that environment surrounding that game on twitch because it's a it's its own ecosystem you know yep. there will be personalities who stream that game more often than not and then it again well then the fun begins <laughs> yeah and, and keep in mind i didn't mean uh for those listening i didn't mean play games that you don't like i'm saying is if you like a game and it's big and you're looking at growing and there's no chance in hell Stream something that you like, but is smaller. And, you know, I, yeah. that sort of brings into, you know, MWO. MWO is a, in my opinion, a great place for newer streamers. Because at any given time, you're not competing. You know that word sort of convoluted because it's not competing in a sense of what you might be thinking. But when you pull it up, there's not a thousand different streamers. And there's you're a far you know, higher there's a far higher opportunity for you to be uh, clicked on. And then when you get the click, there's an opportunity for you to potentially grow your audience by a, a new member because they might enjoy what you create. So the more opportunity you give yourself to be noticed, the, the better your growth is going to be and the, well, the, the, the healthier your stream will be. You so know? I have a question for you, Loken. If, yeah. if you were a, a newer streamer, if, if someone is... Clicking on my channel, what are some things that I should be aware of? Like, is there any, like, just quick bullet points, as Darren said, an elevator? Is there anything that, like, you would tell someone who's new to streaming? Hey, when someone clicks on this channel, these are a few things that may want to have in order, and they'll stick around. So, absolutely, video and audio clarity, as best as you can, because obviously you're not going to have the highest end equipment when you first start, because you're not going to want to invest thousands of dollars into, all you know, amazing professional grade equipment but genuinely, generally speaking having a good clean looking cast in terms of the quality of the video uh same again with the microphones you're not like peeking everywhere if you're sort of yelping because in out in joy because you've got a kill on someone or whatever um clean graphics so what i mean by that is overlays so just you know it doesn't again it doesn't have to break the bank or be the you know the next best thing just something that's clean gets the job done gets it across and you know alerts so that people feel as though that they've 
people like to be made a little bit of a fuss of, you know? So if somebody follows your channel or subs to you, they want to have a bit of a fuss. You know, I have a knighting ceremony. When anyone, you know, subscribes to my stream, I knight them, you know? And it's a bit of a thing. It might be a little bit camp or silly, but it's, it's the thing that we do. It gives a bit more personality. That's something you can develop later. But generally speaking, having alerts set up, ready to go. Um, when it comes to you as a, as a person, as a new streamer, I think by... My best advice would be just, and it sounds so cliche, but be honest and be yourself. And it sounds ridiculous, but it's the truth because people are very good at telling when people are not being honest or genuine about something. They will kind of know if you're putting it on a bit and you have to be in front of a camera for a long time trying to maintain a facade for whatever it is or whatever it might be you're doing is so, so difficult. You know, I tried originally to have a PG stream where I wasn't, you know, using <laughs> swear words. And, you know, it was interesting. We did it for about six months, and I just went, fuck it, and that was that. Wow, <laughs> six months? I did, I did it for six months because I wanted to try shit. it, and I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, and I was, it, was, it was stifling my own content. So I just said, well, you know what? I'm going to make it sort of a, a sort of a, it's not, we're not swearing every five, you know, seconds, but, you know, if something goes wrong, well, we'll say, well, yeah. X, Y, or Z, you know? So be honest, be yourself. Um, don't try and reinvent the wheel when you first start. Just enjoy what you're doing, enjoy your gaming, be passionate about what you're doing, and I think it will work. And just be consistent. That's the last thing. Be consistent. It's unless, so hard when you start, but yeah. be consistent. I was going to say, unless you're going to, I guess, uh, role play a uh, certain character. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, like we like we were talking about disrespect earlier. I'm thinking he's not being himself, but he, you know, but it's I think a character, it's all, right? Yeah, like... it's, it's all subjective anyway, because you know, obviously, for Loken, being himself is incredibly important, and that's part of I mean, what makes his show and who he is. I mean, I am myself, but also I do play a bit of a character as well. I do play a little sure. bit of a, you know, it's it's easy. We all put on know, a show a little bit. Yeah, right? I just put, put on a bit of a show. You know, I'm a captain, yeah. so I'm like, yes, I know exactly what I'm doing, and everything's fine. And even when things blow up, no, it was your fault, not mine. You know, that yep, yep. type of thing. So, but I am honest with people. And if they ask me an honest question, I'll give them a genuine response. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um. So speaking of MWO, um, did you have any previous experience with BattleTech McCoy before you? And then I did also, actually, yes. Uh, second part of that question: uh, How did you cover MWO? How did we get lucky enough to get you in our community? <laughs> yeah. So Metcon. For the first question, yes, I did have some previous uh, exposure to it. Uh, my first exposure to MechWarrior was actually MechWarrior for Vengeance, and I had a buddy who had a very in like tech savvy dad, um, and they had like a joystick controller thing, all this lovely at the time amazing computer. And he says, "Oh, come over here! I've got this really cool game show." I'm like, "What is it?" It's called, he says, it's called MechWarrior. I'm like, what "The hell is MechWarrior? It sounds weird." And so I go and sit down and say, no, 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 look, look, you get to be this gigantic robot thing. And I'm, I'm a young kid at this point, you know, there's this gigantic robot thing. You can stomp around and stuff. You can, you know, here you press the trigger and things like, oh, all right, then I'll give it a go. And by the end of that, like, day, we, we just done nothing but play MechWarrior. And I was pretty hooked by that point. We didn't have a particularly good computer, so I ended up kind of, like, uh, sub uh, going for the next best thing, which is Mech Commander 2. So I played that to death. Um, and then the whole thing went quiet for ages until we got MechWarrior Online. And to go into question two, how do I find MechWarrior Online? I miss MechWarrior, you know? And I heard about that, you know, I was, I backed the game as a, as an, as an ultimate tier founder when they first announced the project, you know? And I was looking forward to MechWarrior 5 being a thing and, 
obviously stuff happened and it became MechWarrior Online. And so, yeah, I mean, I've been on and off the game for a while. I will be honest. I didn't in particularly like the way that the things were being handled before PGI left their publisher. And that, so I sort of... Uh, let's just say I voted with my wallet and decided not to buy into the clan invasions and I left the game for a while and then much later down the line um, I had some people in my stream and said you should try MechWarrior Online again Logan you might like it and I said oh MechWarrior Online you mean that game that was paid to win Psh, I'm playing that game go go, go home <laughs> they're like no 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 it's changed it's great now they're self-published and you know it's it's all different and things about it. I'm like oh right then fair enough I'll give it a go and well here I am basically <laughs> been doing it for about I think it's been primary content in my stream now for about two years. I mean, I say primary because I do variety casts, but it's always been a cornerstone for the last two years now. Yeah, well, so we we are super glad you found us. And um, did, was it literally just like a, a Google search, or did you say somebody told you about it and that's how you um, found So originally when it came to um, MechWarrior Online, it was literally a case of we heard announcements about it in my little group of friends at that point. And, um, you know, I was I liked games and I thought, well, that's awesome, you know, a new generation of MechWarrior. That's, I haven't played that game since Mech Commander 2, you know? So, all right, let's give it a game. You know, I'll, I'll take a look at it. I thought it looked badass, so I, you know, put money down for it and, yeah, played it for a little while, enjoyed it a lot, but like I said, you know. Did you dabble in Battletech at all when it came out? Are you interested in it? Are you, uh, now that MechWarrior 5 is coming out, um, are you excited so are about that So are we talking Battletech well? the tabletop or Battletech the game? Uh, either, both. So Tabletop, I missed out on, which I really, really lament, actually, because saw it at MechCon last year, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's pretty badass. But um, Battletech, the game, uh, for Heavy Screams, yeah, loved it. Um, luckily, at that point, um, I was fairly well established as a streamer, so I was able to get in contact with Paradox Interactive and put something together. So I was able to stream it early at launch, and I've absolutely adored it. I mean, truly fabulous, fabulous game. And... Uh, yeah, I've even, I've just been doing urban warfare content actually on it, so you know it's a, it's a really 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 fabulous game, beautifully presented, gorgeous music by John Everest, fantastic all around. Absolutely, well, welcome you know officially to the community. It's good to you know. It's, <laughs> Thank you. I mean, obviously, like you said, you played MechWarrior back in the day or whatever, but it's cool to. I like hearing from people that kind of little things get into their life and they become more and more uh, a part of this community, and you're worthy of uh, the community for sure. Did you play Mech Assault? Didn't actually know. I'll be honest. I did never play Mech Assault. You got I played. Halo, um, and you didn't play. Yeah, didn't play Mech Assault. No, I didn't. I uh, I went off. I don't know if I went off. I just kind of. I had a period of time where I wasn't very good at finding new games. As they were like thrust into my face by conventional journalism media, like this is the new game. You know, like Halo Three. I saw it because I was walking around a electronic store. The Halo Three trailer was playing on every PC monitor that they yeah. were they were advertising to buy, and I was like, whoa. Oh man, that, that's awesome! I want that. You know, so I I hadn't become sort of savvy in watching video game development and things until a little later. Has so. um your studies influenced your gaming at all? Yeah, we really have actually. Um, I give a lot more games a chance now than I used to. I used to be very set in certain genres that I would only play that genre, and nothing else. Um, and then game studies and just learning about the way they work and indie titles as well um some stuff which is a little bit more artistic perhaps um yeah definitely i'll give more stuff a go now that's also the streams influence as well you know i used to be very have a very very limited scope and it's broadened a lot now well that, you know what? i'm gonna let that unless you have you want to no, no no respond to that 
I, I'm going to let that uh, lead into the final question that I had. We can uh, we can keep talking about other stuff, but since you are studying game design and you have kind of opened yourself to trying other games and, and maybe appreciation for other games because you're getting a better idea of what goes into designing games and making games. Um, if you could design any game right now, let's say you had the funding, you had the team, and it was just like, okay, this is going to be Loken's game, whatever he wants. What would you design? What would you make? Honestly, um, and it's no secret for a lot of people out there that I'm a massive 40k nerd. I'm a huge fanboy of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. I think most people know that yes. who know me. Um, I would absolutely make my goal, make it my goal to pre create a, a sort of a Mass Effect style RPG set in that universe and bring it the 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 justice that universe deserves. It's never had a true like AAA entry that would bring new blood and a lot of like mainstream attention to it i think it's a really rich uh, universe and it could be so, so much to potentially explore in that universe that i would absolutely make an rpg out of it for sure it wouldn't be i wouldn't feature it on the battlefields either i'd probably feature it as an inquisitor so they're sort of like the super mi6 badasses who go around the place and you know fight heretical crime and things and all this business that's very very layman's terms for just the guys who are listening but you get the general gist. So I would definitely do something like that. I know plenty of people within the community that would agree with you. There's a lot of uh, 40K fans. I can appreciate it just because, of obviously, Warhammer, just the name. But anyway, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting once you start looking into or understanding video game development, how it can kind of get you interested in games that you never would have appreciated Oh, before. yeah, for sure, for sure. Absolutely. Yep, yep. Cool. Speaking of MMORPGs, is there anything that came out of E3 that you're interested in? That yeah. Regard? Any Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk, my friend. Oh, yeah. I mean, when it comes to RPGs, that is the hotness right now is Cyberpunk 2077. I think most of the world is, in the gaming world, is excited for that game, especially with the whole Keanu Reeves reveal being Johnny <laughs> Silverhand in that. I mean, holy moly. They I kept finally, that one under wraps. I finally watched where he walked out on stage and all that. And <laughs> like, um, it yeah, was a good was... press conference. He was genuinely excited to be there yeah, too. You know, yeah. he was. He was. Yeah, I think he's a great choice. Keanu's yeah. an awesome guy. He is, I was. Yeah. I was already sold on the game before uh, that reveal, um, mm, based me on too. Witcher Three. Did you play Witcher Three? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I. I have to. How honest, many? It's, how many it's hundreds a, of hours? It's a heresy because I've done it on stream, but I never really finished it. So I've got about 50, 60 hours in there, but I haven't actually finished the game. Oh, I really yeah. need to do it. So I know there are a couple of people who are going to now get on me after this going, yeah, remember that Witcher 3 run you never finished, Loken? Yeah, you should probably do that. But I, I know of how amazingly well-written that game is, and CG Project Red are, I think, at the absolute apex of single-player RPG game creation right now. And actually, the industry in general, you know, they really are up there. Uh, in terms of their quality of the product, but also how well they understand their audience. You know, they really get their audience and they don't, when it comes, in an industry right now, which is very heavy on predatory monetar monetary transactions and a lot sure. of predatory business practices, they are on a level which is just not anti-consumer. They, they want to make money. They don't just, they don't operate for free. No one does, but they don't take the, uh, they don't take people for a ride. Yeah, I feel like um, I was mentioning this the other day, I think, in a, I don't know if it was a podcast or a stream, um, that there's a few, a very few, definitely can count them on just one hand, uh, developers that consistently put out amazing product and can pretty much do whatever they want as far, like they don't have to um, basically do the predatory 
practices, um, you know, monetization practice, because they just put out a great freaking game, charge you once for it, or there is DLC. I was talking about Rockstar, um, and, you know, and GTA and, and, yeah, and yeah. Red Dead. You know, they, pretty much they can just do whatever they want. And obviously, they can, uh, yeah. they, they're one of those uh, developers that can do that as well. They put out amazing product. Um, there is a little controversy behind their their um, practices with employees, but we won't get into mm. that. I yeah, played, so that's, that's a huge conversation for the time. Yeah, yeah. But I played, uh, you know, I do have hundreds of hours in Witcher 3. I'm definitely looking forward to Cyberpunk. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Anything else? Like, were you, uh, were you, um, were you paying almost, attention to E3? Or do you just yeah, watch no, trailers? Yeah, no, no one's paying attention to E3. I mean, I, again, I streamed um, the four major press conferences. So I did the uh, the the Xbox one, did the Ubisoft one, did the Bethesda one, did the uh, Square Enix one. I didn't manage to do Nintendo, unfortunately, and Sony didn't have yeah. a presence this year. So sad face. And as for EA, well, yeah, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, honestly, Xbox I think had a lot of really cool titles to show off. Um, some of them were third party content. So that Cyberpunk was on their stage. That really kind of set their press conference off, from honest, but. That's on coming out on PC, Xbox, and PS4. So, you know, it's a sort of third-party thing. Um, Halo again. Halo Infinite looks great. The Master Chief Collection looks fantastic. Um, what else looks good? God, there's a lot of stuff. Um, Ubisoft. They've got uh, a new uh, Ghost Recon game coming out, which looks really rather wonderful. Um, so that looks like a lot of fun. Did you play uh, Wildlands? Yes, I did. Absolutely adored it. Now that's yeah. one I did enjoy. I haven't got into the division. But I loved Wildlands. It just, there was a sort of a, a chaotic, almost um, just cause vibe to it, which I just enjoyed yeah, the totally. heck out of. You yeah, know, I liked it too. Um, Watch Dogs, New Watch Dogs uh, Three Legions uh, looks quite good. That's set in London as well, so it's got a bit of home field advantage for me. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Bethesda was, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. that's all I can say. Um, and well, I mean, Square Enix had a lot of stuff to say, say about the Final Fantasy VII remake. You know, that's looking. Like it's going to be, um, I'm actually really interested in it because I played a bit of Final Fantasy VII, the original, and I found it, I like turn-based combat, but I found it a little challenging because it was in this this era where they were trying to experiment with 3D yeah. and it's not, it's like two and a half D and it's yeah. a little bit clunky for me, but this sort of new interpretation of it where they've got a third person hack and slash with tactics is on side and it's a complete proper full bore remake. It's got me interested, got to be honest. Um, there was also a new intellectual property, actually. There's very little new IP this year. Um, very little new IP, which is a shame. But one that came from Square Enix was a new game called Outriders, I believe. And that looks like it's going to be cool. I mean, it was just a cool teaser trailer. We don't know anything about it yet, but we'll probably find out more soon. Right on. Now, um, we know that you are a multi-game streamer. You play mm -hmm. uh, whatever it maybe tickles your fancy, something new coming out, check it out, whatever. We know you play uh, MWO. Uh, you will be playing uh, Mech Warrior Five when it comes out. Oh hell um, yeah! And you're, you said you're playing some Urban Warfare right now. I have um, been, yeah. So for BattleTech Mech Warrior fans, you know where uh, to find him. What might you're you're playing some Final Fantasy today? You might be going back into that after this. Yeah. So I mean, for me personally, I I've, I'm very much a variety caster. You know, mm -hmm. I tend to have a bit of a sci-fi twist on whatever I play because that's my favorite sort of genre. But I'm not against playing things like are uh, fantasy oriented. So Final Fantasy and Guild Wars Two are like two MMOs I'm kind of playing about with right now, seeing how they feel on the cast. So I'm just sort of experimenting with them on as content. Um, but I'm playing things like Star Citizen, for example. You know, Star I've been Citizen, playing, Elite yeah. Dangerous. Yeah, Star Citizen Elite Dangerous, so I've played um, anything that's new. So, like, for example, I did Anno 1800 recently. I did Rage 2 when that came out. Um, again, you know, just whatever. I, I like to always cover the, the new stuff, you know, the, the new hotness, whatever it comes out. And 
again, I've been being in this industry now for four years. I'm lucky enough now to have a lot of contacts in a lot of places, so we sure. can usually get access to them, which is lovely. So what can people expect to see if they were to come check you out over the coming weeks? Um, honestly, they can expect a bit more MechWare Online because I always want to keep my uh, Mech Bros happy. Um, that's a huge community and a huge part of uh, why we are where we are at the moment. And it's not something I'll ever forget. Um, but again, looking at doing some more Final Fantasy XIV because I'm prepping for their new expansion pack coming out, which is called Shadowbringers. Um, might do some more Rage 2, I never know. Let's see if I want to show and see if we can find some shooters. Maybe some Destiny, seeing as Destiny had a massive announcement recently where they're going, the base game's going free to play and all sorts of stuff's changing. So I should take a look at Destiny again, maybe. So, you know, we'll, uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of content coming up, though, that's for sure. <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> Did we just. All right. Yeah, I don't. I'm going to have to unfuck it. It's so stupid. I'm, I'm so done with this right now. Phil's frustrated. Yeah. Rage! Right. This. Is not cool, um, but fuck you, Zoom. Anyway, okay, so oh. now um, we okay, so that's what you're to you, we have to look forward to over the coming weeks. Um, definitely, thank you for being here, Logan. I, I I'm, I'm sorry we can't have I you. Want to pick his brain about Final Fantasy stuff and stuff. <laughs> and then do, I'm do that no, I've been trying to like un like it's like hey, just FYI, upgrade to Pro. We are upgraded to Pro. And we like, are pro. and then you go to there, and it's like <laughs> obviously. And so I thought, well, maybe it's because we had launched it through the app, and I'm just, I'm seriously annoyed right All now. Right. We'll we'll let it go. Um, any final words that you would like to tell the NGNG audience, Loken, before we let you get back to your stream? Um, honestly, I think a lot of the the audience out there are from the mech community and the mech community to me is very important it's the biggest single community we've broken into as a as a as a broadcast who have not only wholeheartedly welcomed us but also really helped me as a person get to another level in terms of my content creation and just thank you to everyone who supports the cast on a regular basis you truly are everything to me personally and also i'm sure to Phil and Darren as well, you know, the community is everything. But um Amen. Yeah. Just uh just thank you for all the support and keep you know, stay tuned because there's a lot more stuff coming down the pipeline for us. We uh I've always intended to take it as far as I can go, so fingers crossed, that's all I can say. And well soon, we appreciate uh and soon YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah soon YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, YouTube as well. <laughs> Damn right, stay on him, Phil. Uh well we appreciate having you in the community, man, totally. Obviously, that's why you got the invite to uh to MechCon last year. Um, and uh, we hope to keep you here for as long as possible, um, not in this podcast, but here in the community. Um, anyway, we appreciate it, man. Thank you for being here. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having, you on, uh, having me on. I really do love, uh, you know, I love you guys. We've been friends for a little while now. So love it's, you too, uh, buddy. It's a, it's a pleasure to uh, have come on. Okay, and, and so he is going to uh, resume streaming. We're going to uh, let him go do that as soon as we wrap it up here. You can check that out. Twitch TV dot for, I mean, twitch.tv forward slash Locum Plays. You can also check them out on Twitter at Locum Plays, Instagram at Locum Plays, and locumplays.com. Soon, YouTube at Locum Plays as well. Yep. Um, <laughs> as Phil mentioned. And Phil, you want to take us out? Oh, Zoom. I, I'm Locum. It's been a pleasure, dude. Um, Always obviously, a totally enjoy streaming with you. Uh, patch oh, yeah. day is coming up, so got another uh, date on that. And of course, uh, you know, um, look forward to more memories and of course, YouTube. Um, but anyways, just want to say thank you to everyone out there. Um, if you are new, make sure to click that follow button. Some quick shout outs. Thank you again for all the resubs. Speaking of which, this 
podcast is literally supported by you, by viewers like you. you. If you'd like to consider supporting, there's a variety of ways. You can subscribe to our Twitch channel. You can sub to Loken's Twitch channel. You'd appreciate that too. Also, we do have a Patreon. Uh, We will be updating the Patreon within the next few months as well. Uh, We've got a store. Did you know that? We've got a store. We've got merch. Click on that link down below. Go order a shirt, a mug, a hoodie, whatever you want to do. Maxwag going. Also, if you're going to be shopping on Amazon, Uh, We've got an affiliate link down below as well. And of course, right now, um, by all of the games that just were announced, like pretty much on E3 on Amazon, and all those are down below too. And that say thank you again. Quick shout out again to Loken. We will be uh, hosting him. So if you just stick around right after the action with uh, Loken. (laughs) Yeah, thank you again, Loken. uh, My pleasure, guys. Um, quick shout out to Joe. We did it, Joe. Another podcast. Um, more to come. Be sure to check out our website at nogutsnogalaxy.net. Check us out on Twitch at NGNGTV. Check us out at YouTube at No Guts No Galaxy TV. Twitter at No Guts No Galaxy. Facebook at No Guts No Galaxy Podcast. SoundCloud at No Guts No Galaxy. See, Logan, what I'm talking about? This sucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for all the latest and greatest in mech porn t shirts and mugs, be sure to check out No Guts No Galaxy Store.com. This was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. Signing off for tonight, this is Phil. And this is Darren. Until next time, Mech Warriors. It'd be best if you avoid me, but I know you probably can't. You sense something is wrong with me. You can feel it on my skin, but there is more with it. Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot Forever